I want to tell you about two men. They were as different as different could be. One was rich. I mean, really, really rich. He was so wealthy that he lived in splendid luxury. If he wanted to go to work, he could. If he wanted to stay home and enjoy the luxury of his fancy home, he could do that. He dressed in the finest clothes money could buy. In fact, if there was a suit that he liked, he could order another tin just like it. Whatever he wanted to eat, his servants could fix it and set it before him. This man could strut out the door of his mansion with his head held high. And he usually did hold his head high because if he lowered it, he might catch a glimpse of that pitiful beggar who lay just outside the front gate of his house, a beggar named Lazarus. And who was Lazarus? Well, he was a nobody, really, just another one of the bothersome beggars who cluttered up the landscape in front of the rich man's house. This Lazarus was a particularly annoying beggar. He was crippled and without family to care for him. And worst of all, he was afflicted with ghastly ulcers that covered his body. A beggar like him was not likely to receive any medical help, so those awful sores never healed. The only relief he received was when the dogs came up and licked his skin. He was definitely not the sort of lawn ornament desired in a respectable neighborhood as the rich man lived in. The rich man had tried to persuade the friends of Lazarus to take him somewhere else, but they persisted in bringing him to the rich man's gate, and there was a reason for it. Back in those days, we're talking 2,000 years ago, before the days of spoons and forks, it was a custom of rich people to leave an extra loaf of bread beside the plate of every dinner guest. When somebody's hands became greasy from eating with their fingers, they could tear off a piece of the loaf of bread and wipe their hands on it, then throw it on the floor. After the dinner party, the servants of the rich man could scoop up all that extra bread and take it outside to beggars hanging around by the front gate, like Lazarus. So yes, these were two very different men. The rich man had it made, while Lazarus had nothing. But, and this is what makes this story fascinating, Lazarus never lost his faith in God. His life was very difficult, but he kept on praying, kept on depending on God to deliver him from the miserable life he was enduring. The name Lazarus, believe it or not, meant God is my help. Probably some people laughed when they realized what his name was. No, they would ask, so where is this God who is supposed to be helping Lazarus? And of course, inside the house where the rich man lived, do you think anybody ever stopped to ask God for his help? Never. Nobody inside the house ever bothered to give thanks to God for anything. Now, as Jesus told the story 2,000 years ago, both men died, and when that happened, suddenly everything was different. Lazarus wasn't poor, poor Lazarus anymore. Lazarus was in heaven. He was enjoying life more than he ever dreamed possible. But for the rich man, life was also very different. The Bible just says that when the rich man died, he was in torment. Or specifically, he was in hell. But even in hell, or should we say the formerly rich man, still thought he could control things. The Bible says, in hell, where he was in torment, he looked up and saw Abraham far away, with Lazarus by his side. 
So he called to him, Father Abraham, have pity on me and send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, because I am in agony in this fire. In other words, even in his terrible state, he didn't get the picture. He was still thinking like a rich man. He thought he could speak the word and get Lazarus to come down to make him comfortable. But no, no, what he hears are these words. Son, remember that in your lifetime you received your good things, while Lazarus received bad things. But now he is comforted here, and you are in agony. It's all different. It couldn't be more different. Jesus told this story, or a parable it's called, to help people realize that their decisions in this life are important very important. People who are determined to live arrogantly and selfishly will one day find that was a bad, bad decision. But by the same token, people whose lives are hopelessly miserable can look forward to something much more comforting in the next life. Jesus provides glimpses of encounters with our futures throughout this parable. Tune in next time when we open our Bibles and learn about more Encounters with Jesus. Those encounters changed people hundreds of years ago, and they will change you today.